Welcome in Sideline Sports Show episode number 43. Ben and Tim here with you on this lovely Thursday. As Tim, how are you doing, my friend? Yeah, Ben. I can't say that every time. But, you know, it's Friday Eve. Again, like literally about a little over an hour or so, I'll be going to bed and it'll be Friday soon. So, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like that old guy, but you know what? Anything that happens in the sports world over any time after that, I'll just catch up when I wake up. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm just yeah tired, you know, you know, just getting kind of back to normal with with, with certain things this week. So overall, I'm tired, but I I know you are too. A lot of people are as well. So we come here, we have a good time, and we talk about sports, you know. And we're talking about the playoff today, Ben. We're talking about the playoff today. Let's go. Well, Tim, I, I, I never do this, but just ask me how I'm doing, if you don't mind. How you doing, Ben? I'm doing fantastic, Tim, because there is one reason why, Tim. And you want to know what that is? What's that? Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? High school football is back. It's finally back. So happy. Tim's like, okay, that was a little over the top. But here's the thing. Like, <laughs> no, hey, I'm with you. Man. I'm with hey, you. you know? I mean, you walk in Friday Night Lights, it, there's just nothing that separates it so i mean th- there you go and you, you hear that you hear that music and you're just like yeah i mean that it's just pure joy pure joy tim and yeah. so i'm excited i mean football starts back really for me tomorrow and I, i'm excited i know up in the upstate it starts next week but i mean it is a fantastic well, time well technically we have, we have like week zero games so we, we like we're yeah exactly going on like friday i know like burns is playing tomorrow i, I believe Wow. So we're adapting the college football term of week zero, Tim. Apparently, uh, I, I don't I, I think school. we've been doing it for a couple years now, just like the college football has. I don't know why we decided to do it. I don't understand it. I don't like it. I'm not just call it week one. It's is hey, what it is. I know. Like I heard uh, in the state of Georgia, technically this week for high school football is week one, but somebody named it week zero. And I'm like, no, it is week one of high school football. So it's exciting. Rivalry week starts for us here in Hart County. Uh, we we took the beat down in softball, but uh, we're going to look to rebound in football tomorrow. So hopefully that's a good time. But Tim, we're we're not here to talk about high school football. We're here to talk about college football and specifically the college football playoff team. And I, I could not be any more excited to see how this goes. Um, Finest D three team in the land actually plays. I, I didn't even know this, Tim. I want I want to know who the finest D three teams are in the land. Like I, you know, I and to my knowledge, like I'm trying to think of D three schools, like just off the top of my head. I'll be honest. My knowledge goes to the uh, D two football with a couple things. North Greenville University, North Greenville, and then I I know of Lenore Ryan because they're really good. They're really towns football. Other than that, really truly, yeah, D three. I know that that one school that uh, that dominated so much they got kicked out of their own conference, and they would say, you know what, we're just going to go all the way to D one. Yeah. So I think it was St. Andrews, if I'm not mistaken. I, I could be I wrong. That's now. correct. Yeah, I think that's correct. Yeah. So, but that that's, anyway. that's that's my knowledge of D three. I don't. Yeah. I, you know, I'll take your word for it, Southern guy. Yeah. So let's go ahead and Tim. What we're going to do is we're going to go from ten all the way to the first two outs. So that would cover five and six. So let's start um, with number ten for me. And here's how I did this. Okay, I went through a list of the AP top twenty-five, and then I said, okay, let me go ahead and put a little asterisk next to the teams that I and maybe you did this too. 
Um, but teams that we had an asterisk beside to win their conference. And I said, okay. And then I said, then give me teams that I believe will still make the college football playoff or even make the top 10. And I put check marks beside those names. And it limited to 11 teams for me. So my honorable mention will will obviously go uh, to the BYU Cougars, but I, I don't think they'll make it in the top 10. So that's my honorable mention. But number 10, I got Houston. We, we mentioned this is going to be a team that is going to win their conference. But I think we, I just don't see them, even if they went undefeated, it would take them like another Cincinnati year for them to have another year to prove that they're worth being in the college football playoffs. So I'm going to have to put Houston at my number 10. You know, at number 10 for me, I, uh, again, as a team that I, a lot of people don, donned as the best three and nine team in, in, in college football history last year in Nebraska. I think they're going to, like I said, I think they're going to turn it around. I think they're going to get to the Big Ten title game. I don't think they're going to win it. I think they're probably going to have about two losses in the regular season at least. Uh, and I, I think they're going to lose in the Big Ten title game to Ohio State, as I mentioned in our Big Ten show that we had a couple weeks ago. Uh, so I, at number 10, I have Nebraska. Okay, number nine. Uh, I like this team a lot. It could be a lot higher than this, but I'm going to go with NC State at nine. I really believe this is probably the second best team in the ACC and potentially even could win the whole entire ACC if they can make it through Clemson. So I, it's a really high ceiling, and their ceiling could be even higher. Their floor could be absolutely atrocious, but I don't think that will happen, especially with their offense and with their defense just being so talented. We talk about this team in the ACC with Roddy Jones, and I, I just really believe that NC State's ceiling could be a lot higher than this, but I have them sticking around at number nine, losing to Clemson, and I, I'll let you know where my ACC champion is in just a moment. But let's go to your number nine, Tim. Who do you have? At number nine, uh, you had them at number 10. I've got to go Houston. You know, I think they're going to be a team that – I think they're going to overcome Cincinnati in the, in the AAC this year. I, I think they're going to have enough um, – to do so now we just kind of the one thing Cincinnati had last year was they had a decent non-conference schedule I mean they had that massive win at Notre Dame that was huge that was one of the things like yeah no matter what if they're tied with Notre Dame like they're going to get the the tiebreaker because they went into Notre Dame and beat them by like two touchdowns or something like that or or something like that it was it was it was like wow they put them on they put it on them and they looked really good in doing so Houston this year doesn't really have it. I think their best – it looks like their best non-conference game, what I'm looking at here, is Texas Tech. I mean, and, and yeah. them in Kansas. Like, it's it's not a great non-conference. Honestly, probably – honestly, UTSA, uh, Texas San Antonio, might be a better team than uh, Kansas or Texas Tech, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah. UTSA had a great year last year. So, if, if that's your best team to play in the non-conference, you also have a game with Rice in there. Uh, that's just that's not a non-conference schedule that's going to get it done. So it, I think they either run the table or have one loss. And I think it's good enough to finish in the top ten. But other than that, I don't think I don't see them finishing any higher. Yeah. All right. Number eight for me. I think the rest of this list is going to shock a lot of people. I mean, for for me especially, number eight, I got Notre Dame. I had a really tough time placing eight to one. And I just looked at the rest of these teams, and I said, is Notre Dame better than every other team I have ahead of them? And even if all these teams ahead of them win their conference, do I believe that Notre Dame is still better? And that's what it really came down to, because Notre Dame will not play in a conference championship game. And all I think 
almost all of these other schools could potentially play in a conference game, a uh, championship game. And so that's why I really have a struggle with Notre Dame is because they're not in a conference. They're not playing in a conference championship. If they did, I think I would bump them a little bit more, but they're not. And so, unfortunately, I'm going to have to put the Irish at number eight. Very talented team, very talented, uh, really good schedule. I just – I don't see this team being any higher than eight, so I'm going to have to put Notre Dame at eight. Yeah, uh, at number eight, I've got the Miami Hurricanes. I, I think – Wow. This team, I, do, I, I think they're going to be very talented. I think they're going to be – Potentially the best team in the ACC Coastal this year. Uh, I, I again, uh, Tyler Van Dyke, their quarterback. They got a new head coach, uh, lured him away from the West Coast. I think Miami is going to be really, really good. I, again, Tyler Van Dyke, when he was quarterback, but when he took over, man, the things, the offense just went through the roof, and it was yeah. just like, wow, who's this kid? Eventually, and his coach is like, hey, this kid, this kid, I'm you know bringing him back. Uh, he. Could be in here to the conference. He's like he's one of the best in the country. So, I, I, and I believe I think he's got the potential to be that. It'd be interesting to see if he comes through on, on that end. Um, again, he's going to have to go through Pittsburgh, but I, I, I think they do, and I think they have enough to get through the coastal. I don't think it'll be enough to top uh, Clemson, who again I just I, I think is going to take some steps forward this year with DJ. But I, I, I like Miami, and I like them to finish at number eight. Okay, my number seven, and I hated to put this team at number seven, but unfortunately. I will give them another Rose Bowl appearance as I have Utah. And I had a – like I said, I had a tough time. But Utah, for me, is probably going to be one of the most improved teams back-to-back that you'll see in all of college football. I mean, they are a team that literally can go up to any school and compete. And I think this is a good team. Will they be undefeated at the end of the – and that's the thing. I think – one team will walk into this college football playoff undefeated. The rest of them may have one or two losses, and that will kind of debate where these teams end up. But I, Utah has a great schedule, and Utah is legit. I mean, it's just like this comment. I mean, Utah is legit, but are they more legit than the other teams I had of I have ahead of them? No, and that's my problem. So I'm gonna have to put them at seven. Unfortunately, I would love to put them higher. I really would, but I I just think these other teams are better. You know, Ben, it doesn't happen often, but we agree on something. I have Utah at number seven for me as well. I mean, look, very talented defense. These guys play great. I mean, they you know basically rolled through the Pac-12 last year. You know, they, the best, the second best team, or what team that we thought was going to be the best team all year long, Oregon. They steamrolled them twice. You know, once in regular season and then once uh, in the championship game as well. So I, I think Utah is going to be really good this year. Again, the Pac-12, man. Just, I, I think the fact of the matter is that, you know, Pac-12 after dark t- type deal, I don't think people enough pay enough attention to it. And I just I, I don't think they're going to get quite the love and the hype that the teams on the East Coast or even in the South, definitely not in the South, are, are, are going to get. And it, it's, it's it's unfortunate, but unless they go undefeated or, or, you know, even if they have one loss, it's going to be tough for them, to be honest with you, just because of that narrative on the West Coast. Get Now, Pac-12 team goes undefeated. All right, we got something. We got something here. But the Utah, like a lot of times, Pac-12 will just kind of shoot itself in the foot because, like, uh, a lot of those teams that are combined for that playoff spot that have an actual shot at it, they end up losing, and then they just kind of beat each other up, and they, and eventually, look, before you look, everyone's got two losses. So, I, and I don't know. I don't think it's going to happen to Utah this year. But I, I just, I again, I until I see a Pac-12 team breakthrough, I, I'm going to have to keep them outside. So I'm, I got Utah yeah. for seven as well. 
I, I, I like what you said. Uh, until a Pac-12 team breaks through, you're going to have to put them down there. And I mean, they the haven't been in since 2015. Yeah, I was about to say Washington was the only team that they've ever put into the college football playoffs. So, I mean, and it's, it's been a while. So, uh, I mean, you just got to put them down there until they can break through. And Utah, honestly, right now, they have the team to break through. Their ceiling's high. I mean, they really are. So, number six for me, Tim, I think uh, you'll be a little upset at this one. Maybe, maybe not. So I got first Clemson. Two out oh, yeah, first no. two out. I got oh, Clemson no. out. I, okay. I love, I, I love Clemson. But here's, here's my thing. I think there's still question. At the end of the day, when you look at this, you still have questions around DJU. You don't have a true quarterback one because you've heard DJU and then you've heard Clay Klubnick. You just don't have that. And I think with their schedule now being a lot harder within the Atlantic, with teams like NC State and S- Sam Hartman and Wake Forest on the rise. You got to wonder, and then a trip all the way to Notre Dame too. Don't forget that one too. Mm-hmm. It that's a tough Atlantic schedule. I mean, it really is. And then a trip to Notre Dame. That's that's a tough schedule. Like a lot of people may not see it as that, but if you look really truly look at the ACC as a whole right now, those are tough trips and tough teams to play against. And even if they lose one of those. And because I heard Ben Milstead from the 105.5 The Roar today in Clemson, uh, he tweeted out yesterday, he said the same media that is saying Georgia, if they lose one game, will still make it into the playoff, is saying that Clemson has to go undefeated just to make it in the playoff. But Clemson has a lot harder strength of schedule than Georgia does right now. And that is true. And so I think that's going to be a really hard task for Clemson to overcome, especially offensively, because there's a lot of questions. Defensively, I have no problems. I think this is probably one of the best defensive units in college football. But I think there's just too many questions on offense, and that's my main concern. So I have to put them at six, unfortunately. Okay, I'll have my rebuttal that because I got a question I want to ask okay. you about that, the Clemson Tigers. But um, at number six, I've got Georgia. What? Oh well, well yeah, well, that's, yeah right, that's right, that's right, that's right, yeah. that's right. I, I didn't right. even have them in the SEC title game. You know, I, I picked them to win it all last year, so I got to kind of fall suit with how I felt the SEC would go. If Georgia doesn't even make it to the SEC title game, they're not going to make it. To yeah, them. okay, I can agree. I, I, I agree. I've with got that. Georgia. I've got Georgia there. I got number six. Again, very talented team, very capable of getting back to the playoff. There's just one team in, in their in their conference that in which I uh, excuse me in their uh division that I, I said was really going to take off this year, and I have a lot of faith in them. And I'll I'll go down with the sinking ship this year, which uh, is, it may happen, but you know, there's a team that I ha- have just ahead of them that I think is just you know going to be better than them in their own and uh, you know in the SECs. And I and I'm not going to fall. <coughs> excuse me, I'm not going to fall what what a lot of people have seen on Twitter. I it's not Kentucky. I promise. Okay, <laughs> it's not Kentucky. Yeah, and I want to get your thought on that too when when we get to your East but, team. His only loss that he had on there for the SEC Network. That's what I want to get to. What's the who? Yeah, Tennessee. Exactly. Just saying. They had Kentucky beating Georgia and going eleven and one. If they go eleven and one, would you think there's a tiebreaker between Tennessee and Kentucky? Because I I really believe that Tennessee would probably drop at least one game, maybe. But we'll see what you think when we get. I I don't know. We'll we'll see. Um, number five, I'm gonna have the Baylor Bears, and I this is the team that I had the win the Big 12. Oklahoma was probably the last team I can remember of the Big 12 making it in the college football playoff. Is that correct? Is that 
I, I think that's an accurate stat. So, yes. Yeah. So. Other than Oklahoma, I don't think another Big 12 team has gotten into the college football playoff. Saying that, I think Baylor can have a great year, but if they have a one loss compared to these other four teams that I have, I think there's going to be a lot more bias in saying, hey, these teams are better because of the teams that they have to play. And I, I, that's not spoiling it, but that's just saying honestly – Baylor would miss out because of the other teams that are ahead of them because of who they have to play and Baylor being in the big 12 and it may struggle this year with new head coaches, new OCs, new DCs. I mean, it's just going to be a whole different year in the big 12. If Baylor is still consistent, I I don't think they're going to make it in above my four teams that I have. So give me Baylor at my five. That's tough. I hate that, but you know, I was going back and forth here at number five. You know, I was, just I was like, too. What can I put here? And then I'm just like, you know, I think ultimately what I'm going to have to put here is Notre Dame. Um, I don't think they're going to be quite good enough to get into the playoff. I think they're going to finish in a very uh, similar spot that they did last year at number five, just outside the playoff. I think it's going to be a very successful year for Coach Freeman uh, in his first year to help take it over for Brian Kelly. I, I think he's going to have a very successful year. Uh, I think the team's going to thrive. I just can't, you know, like you said, lack of. Uh, a conference championship probably going to hurt them if, to this point. They have a game against Clemson. Uh, Clemson's going to be looking for revenge, you know, because last time they went up there, you know, DJ's going to be looking for revenge as well. Last time they went up there, lost in yeah. double overtime. I remember so, that. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. And by far, to me, that was one of the best games that we had in the 2020 COVID year. I agree. It, 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 was, it was incredible, even though my side came out losing in. It was a great game to watch. Yeah. Uh, overall, we're going to get that again in South Bend. So I'm looking forward to that. And I, I, I don't know how that's going to go. I don't know how it's going to side. I'm just going to, I'm right now I'm going to side with Clemson on that, but very slightly. I mean, like yeah. maybe like a, maybe like by like a field goal or less favorite, like it, yeah. like maybe like a point, like it's really thin margin right now, just because you don't know what you're going to get out of both teams. And by that, I mean, I don't know what I'm going to get out of DJ. I don't know what I'm going to get. I don't know what I'm going to see. It's like the running game is going to be strong. We know that Kobe Pace, Will Shipley, very strong. The offensive line, according to our reports, has very much improved. The defensive line, we all know. I mean, they've got like three guys that could be potential top ten draft picks next April. So true. Uh, so it's going to be a fun game. It's just we don't know what we're going to get get out of DJ. So, but I just with all that those I, I all these factors that I mentioned, I got to give the slight edge to Clemson just because. Their defense, okay. man, it's going to be – so, so right now I got, I got Notre Dame at number five. All right. So here's what we're going to do. Before we take a break, I, I do want to mention this comment because I think it's really good. The thing about Baylor is that they can score 50 or 60 points a game and still lose because the Big 12 is basically does not play defense. I think that's about to change, though, because Brent Vittable is coming actually, to Oklahoma. Yeah. And I, I think when you see the hire of Brent Venables going to Oklahoma, I think a lot of people – in the Big 12 especially, have to go, oh, we got to ramp up on defense because now this is about to become a defensive side. And, I mean, look at the Big 12 title game last year. It literally came down to what? Defense. Because Baylor made the stand right there at the end to beat Oklahoma State in that title game. So, I mean, defense is becoming a little bit more of a part to the Big 12, but it's not as – consistent as maybe the SECs or, you know, maybe I, I w- SEC because really the rest of the conferences really don't play defense either. So well, just being I, honest. I kind of want to push back against this, like like a little bit like because 
Richard, Oklahoma State's got a really good defense. Let's yeah. be real here. They, Baylor's got a top-notch defense. Oklahoma, they're getting the top-notch defensive coach, so hopefully that'll change. Uh, TCU, I mean, they went from being nothing but offense to now almost no, nothing but defense in a way these last yeah. couple of years. They, uh, Gary Patterson's no longer there at TCU either. So uh, Texas Tech, you know, they had Patrick Mahomes, you know, like during that era in which nobody in Big 12 played defense. It was just shootout after shootout every night. They're getting a little bit different from that. Uh, West Virginia, uh, you know, has had some good defenses as well. Texas, you know, like it, 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 one game they'll have a good, they'll have a good game. Then the next time they're giving up fifty seven points to Kansas. So, yeah, so understandable there. He had to bring Kansas up. He had to. <laughs> of course I did. I feel like I'm dedicated. Anytime I bring up Texas, I'm going to bring up Kansas. Um, we had oh, is your oh, sleeper I, team in Kansas this year, Tim? <laughs> Cause you brought uh, Kansas up a lot. <laughs> sleeper to bring uh, to to beat up Texas again for sure. So, <laughs> but but yeah, like I'm just saying, like I want to push back this the fact that the narrative is that the Big Twelve doesn't play defense. I disagree with that now. I think a lot of the, that that has changed and that shift in these these last year or two. Ever since like I think around the kind of the COVID era, these defenses are starting to get legit. Like I said, Baylor, Iowa State. I mean, Kansas State's got a decent defense. Uh, Oklahoma State's got a solid defense. I mean, there, there's some defenses that really show up and play week in and week out in the Big 12 right now. So, yeah, there, there's still the offense there, like especially anytime Oklahoma and Texas kind of get together, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, there, there, there's some really high-powered offensive games. But I, I, I think you're going to see just a, a little bit of a uh, shift here. And I, th- I think, like you said, the, the defense is only going to get better. So and I, I, I just I just disagree with the narrative that the Big 12 doesn't play defense right now because these last two years, they definitely played a lot of it. Yeah, and uh, talking about Kansas as a sleeper, uh, sleeper to win five games, by the way. So if I they mean, win five hey. games, Ben, I will go streaking in the street. I don't have, I have that much confidence they're not going to do that. That is immediately clipped. <laughs> we see, will we will said, save that one. <laughs> oh Lord, what have I done? But that, hey, I, I I didn't say what time, so I'll do it in the I'll do it at night. Hey, that's true. Uh, okay, okay, fair, fair point, fair point. I didn't say All right. Time. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we will discuss our top four teams and also our college football preseason national champions. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Welcome back in Sideline Sports Show as Ben and Tim are here with you on this lovely Friday Eve is what Tim would say. Uh, Before we go ahead and announce our uh, top four teams, let's go ahead and tell you our sponsor, Section 103. Go check them out, section103.com. When you go to checkout, make sure to use the code SIDELINE. You'll get 10% off your first order, so make sure to go check them out, section103.com. All right, Tim, here we go. Our Final four teams. I, I feel, I feel like I feel like we should go one through six to kind of add a little bit of Ooh, trauma. Okay. There. So you're saying trauma. so you're saying um well we've done five and six. So you're saying go or one, one through four. Three. Yeah. One through four. Okay. All right. I, I think we can do that. Tim, we'll let you start since it was your lovely idea. Okay. So go Absolutely. ahead. Your number one team going as into the college football. Much playoff. as it pains me 
to say this because I can't stand them. I don't like them. I don't like their fans drive me nuts. I think they're going to have a really, really good year. I got the Buckeyes at number one. Okay. I got Ohio State. I don't like I said, I can't stand them. I'm a Clemson fan. You know, we owned them for you know first first four games. They got to us in the COVID year, and by that, they took us out back and beat the living you know what out of us. Uh, you know, Dabo ran his big mouth, and he, he basically you know gave them gave them bulletin board material, and he was trying to downplay it. it was like, no, Dabo, you know, that damage has already been done. It's too late. But but anyway, but like I, I just think Ohio State, uh, CJ Stroud, another year. I mean, he had, he put up a lot of numbers last year. He struggled early just because of the fact that he threw some interceptions. Completion percentage wasn't all there, but he's definitely been – he got better towards the end of the year, and I think he's gonna, you're going to continue to see those strides. They get Michigan at home this year, so I don't think Michigan will be too big of a problem for them. I think it'll be a fun game, but I think I still see Michigan being a top-15 team because I know they're a playoff team last year. Um, they did lose a big piece on defense, Aiden Hutchinson. I think they're going to be a top-15 team, but that's about it. And So I, I just think if some things line up for them. Uh, and I think they're going to win the Big Ten, and I think they're going to make a strong case to be the number one overall seed in the playoff. Okay. Uh, my number one is the SEC champion for me, and that is Georgia. And I, I can't really spoil it because if I do, then it will kind of figure out what the rest of this looks like. But here's the thing. Georgia, for me, I feel like – Sure, they've lost a couple of key pieces, but they replaced them immediately with fantastic freshman talent. And even if it's not freshmen, it's guys that have been in the program for two, three years. So it's not like they're getting fresh faces in on defense or even on offense. They're getting guys who at least have experience. And Hunter, I'm so sorry. I do not agree with this one bit. Georgia loses five games this year. I don't He's been a little that. outlandish in our comment section the last two that. weeks. I know. And I just, I don't, uh, me, like, and here's the thing. I'm a Georgia Tech fan. So for me saying that is bold. Like, is me being honest. And so that's the thing. I'm going to be as honest as possible, and here's the thing. Georgia, I'm not saying that they're the best team this year, but I'm not going to say they're the worst team either, and I still think they make the college football playoff. I, I just don't see how they lose. If they did lose, I think they're one losing one game either to Tennessee or even, and I hate to say this, South Carolina. They're losing one of those two games. That's the only two SEC East teams I think they would lose to. And no, it's not Kentucky, Tim, as SEC media would people would say. It's not Kentucky. Yeah. I'm sorry. And Bob Stoops, I'm sorry that you're not getting your respect, but, I mean, I'm still not going to give it to you, and you'll finish in the top 25. So, sorry, but George is my number one. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> All right, Ben, here's where I, people, in case they missed last week, are going to be like, what the yeah, Yes. Go, go ahead and recap, Tim. Because so, you know, be like, I did be like, wait, wait, wait a minute, there's some teams here that may be missing. It's like, it's an SEC school, but it's not the SEC school that you were thinking. So, um, you know, Dwight, we'll get to that. Or Dog, we'll get to that in a minute. But uh, um, I did, you know, I don't know if it was maybe it was something I was on, but I, I was just kind of feeling it. I was just like, you know what, I'm going to ride this, you know, and I volunteered to do it. So there's a hint right there. I think Tennessee's going to have a breakout year. I do. I know that they're dealing with some sanctions and stuff, but I, they've got the offensive talent. The defense, Don't I think. Thanks. Yes. Hey, previous coach, not this one. This guy's clean, I hope. Um, but, like, legit, man, I'm just – I'm sitting here, 
and I'm looking at it. I'm like, you know, Hooker's coming back for one more year. You know, I'm like, I, I begin their offense was really good last year at times. You know, they put up over 40 points a game uh, average. Now the defense gave up 27, which is, I mean, it's not bad, but it's not like elite level. I feel like you, you that you could put in the playoff. Um, I think this year that you know if they're if they're just slightly better and maybe get it around maybe the 21 22 average mark I think they have a legit chance now it's gonna be tough with, you know with the fact that they play Alabama and Georgia but I think I think they really have a shot I think they break out this year and I think the offense is gonna be fun so give me Tennessee it too because you know after last week I I, I got it it only makes sense and it, it'd be too crazy to put them at one it'd be too crazy to put them yeah one. yeah all right um, my number two, my number three, you can flip flop. So I'll go ahead and do both, uh, because I, I, you just can flip flop these two teams. They're going to play each other either way. Um, I'm going to go Alabama at two, Ohio state at three. You can flip flop them. I mean, Ohio state's worthy of being two. You can throw them there. Alabama's worthy of being three, put them there. I just think if Georgia wins the SEC title, they'd be number one. It doesn't matter if Ohio state finished undefeated or not. This whole entire college football playoff is SEC biased. We've known that for years. And we, here's the thing. I, I think even if Alabama loses to Georgia and they're undefeated by the time they make it to the SEC play, uh, championship game, they lose to Georgia, they're a one-loss team. If Ohio State's a one-loss team, which more than likely will happen, I just don't see them being ahead of Alabama because I feel like a lot of people would just say, hey, they're only losses to Georgia in the SEC title game. And Ohio State had a loss somewhere down the road. And I just, you know, I don't see them, Ohio State, being above Alabama if Alabama's only loss is to Georgia in the SEC title game. So give me Alabama two, Ohio State three. Both very respectable teams and not, they deserve to be in the college football playoff. Yeah, and for me, like, yeah, I, I, I'm going to ride that. I'm going to switch Alabama there. I, I got Alabama number three. Okay. I, I got them at, at that spot. I, I think uh, it just makes sense because I'm not ready. Obviously, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to put Clemson over them yet. I, I, I've got Alabama number three. Again, it's going to be but here, those here's two my teams, question. man. But I, I want you to think of this, too. I, and this is just me saying this because I, I think we've seen this before. You have Tennessee at two and you have Alabama at three. You've seen this before where Georgia and Alabama will not play each other if they've been in the SEC title. Look back to last year. Georgia and Alabama did not play in game one, the semifinals. So right, but I think Alabama be, somewhere. Yeah, because potentially. I mean, they could do that. But the way I see it is uh, you could have a potential s- spot where whoever wins the regular season matchup bet- between Tennessee and Alabama w- would be probably one spot or, or you know, at that point, just because it's the SEC. Um, and then they beat again in Atlanta, and I could definitely see, you know, the, the other team winning. So, uh, I, like, what, I think it would be, be Tennessee at okay. that point. Because t- okay. Tennessee, I have winning the SEC. So, like, if they win the SEC title game, uh, they put – whoever wins the SEC title game and they both have one loss, that's going to be the, the team just ahead. And I don't think – because the team I have at four, I don't think there's any way you could put Alabama behind them. I, I, I don't think okay. – especially – unless – Clemson, because I'm just going to go and tell you, number four is Clemson for me. Unless okay. you, you put Clemson, you know, unless Clemson goes undefeated because, you know, again, they play four teams right now currently in the top 25. They play Miami. They play NC State. They play Notre Dame. Uh, you know, we'll have to see where South Carolina is. I mean, there's a potential. And then you know, I'm already getting a request from Hunter that we need to do a bet, which I, I will get to that, Hunter. Yeah, I we'll will get to get that to in that. just a moment. But um, and I, I wanted to ask you this about Clemson, though, Ben. 
you you okay. talked about how you uh you had some questions about them offensively, um, not defensively, offensively. Yes. Clarification. Well, what record do you think I mean 11 and 1 with a loss to let's say Notre Dame on the road in overtime like they did last time. 11 and yeah. 1. Like you like cuz you had them as the best ACC school. What record do you have them at going in 2022? I wouldn't be shocked, honestly, if they went eleven and one or even ten and two. I, it wouldn't shock me. But now, here's, now ten and two it, would definitely not be enough. But like eleven yes. and one, you're saying but they here, still don't make hold it. Hold on, no. Here's why. Okay, this is this is where I think this is probably going to either get me kicked off the show or even <laughs> like people yelled at like for weeks to come. We've never uh, and. We've never seen this before in the college football playoff, but I believe it will happen this year, and here is why, ladies and gentlemen. This team I have at number four, you didn't even mention in your top ten, Tim. You didn't even mention. I think this team sneaks in with one loss to Alabama, and that is Texas A&M. Their only loss comes to Texas – or they come to Alabama. Like, that's their only loss on the year. If you looked at me and said, Texas A&M, even though they did not make the SEC championship game, their only loss was to a team who lost to the SEC champion. That's worthy for me of putting them in because we've seen SEC bias for so many years. And so, is it crazy to have three teams in the college football playoff? from the same conference. Yes, but at the same time, you look at how dominant the SEC has been and how competitive it is, especially the West this year, being with Ole Miss, Arkansas, and Alabama and Texas A&M, how dominant those teams are, and Mississippi State's only getting better. I mean, I think, honestly, that's a very, very tough schedule. I mean, and no offense, it's tougher than Clemson, and it's tougher than Baylor. So if you only have one loss, let's just say it's to Alabama, do you put Texas A&M in there? Absolutely. Even if they don't even make it to the SEC championship game. I but still you got to understand from the precedents that putting three teams from the SEC, I mean, we're already headed towards the destruction of the NCAA. If that, that happens, you may have teams like, I mean, especially Notre Dame. I mean, you have teams like ACC, Pac-12, Big uh, Big Ten teams, even with the, though, um, I mean, like you look at like, yeah, they get Ohio State in with that scenario, but it's like there'd be outrage, man. People, be, I mean, people well, would be threatened to leave the NCAA. And I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't like A and M. I think that maybe a top. 20, uh, to, I think that, excuse me, I think they are a top fifteen team. I kind of if they're like a team that was just outside, I had them like twelve or eleven. I, I just, I'm looking at it, man. I, you know, Arkansas game is going to be tough for them. They're at Alabama. I'd be honest, I'm sorry. I think they'll compete in that game. They're not winning that game. In my, yeah, in my and that, that's my thing. If they compete and they lose at Alabama, I mean, that's a – I mean, you look at the rest of their schedule, though. Let's say they win the rest of that schedule. Tell me okay. they're not in. I mean, I, I, I'm just I saying. mean, okay, Arkansas and Ole Miss. Okay, fine. Those Are, are they on the road teams. or at home? Arkansas is that game in which it's going to be played at Cowboy Stadium. Uh, okay. And, uh, and Ole Miss is at home. Okay. So it's just like look at me. Then after that, it's Florida, Auburn, UMass, LSU, Mississippi State. Now that Miami game intrigues me early in your, the yes. uh, third week of the season on September seventeenth. Now, unfortunately, you know, thing is, it's at home, so it's like, mm, I mean, it, it, I don't know. To me, it's like if you look at it from the standpoint of to A and M, it's A and M is eleven to one, doesn't play in the ACC, excuse me, SEC title game. Clemson 
12 and one wins the ACC title, especially at that point, um, the, as of right now, it'd be five ranked teams. I mean, there's no way. I don't. There's. I'm sorry, Miami. Uh, your in, in your losses to Alabama, so your wins over top 25 teams would be Miami and Ole Miss. Both those games. Arkansas. Arkansas. And our and Arkansas. Excuse me. So three games. That's three games. That doesn't compare to Clemson's five. So like when you talk about putting it, this team in there, like just because they have one loss, yes, the SEC West and their one loss is on the road at Alabama. Which I mean, I'll give them. They have a chance to win that one, and only if they win that one would they even be considered to be in, in my opinion. Unless they just utterly dominate everybody else, it's it's just Clemson's got those five wins, and there's just just no way, in my opinion, that you could put A and M over Clemson if both teams are uh, you know twelve and one versus eleven and one. It, it, I guess it more so, and we kind of be able to depend on style points. But at the end of the day, we kind of have to see where in a lot of these top twenty-five teams. Like, you know, these teams that Clemson's playing may not be top 25 by the end of the year. Exactly. So that could change. Same, same goes for AM. Same, same exactly. Same goes for AM. AM. Yes. So I, I'm trying, but I understand your argument here. I really do. I, I completely understand it. But my thing is, is that this do I see Clemson get my realistic probability for Clemson? They go 10 and 2, like dead serious. And I think they get the one of those first two spots out because of the fact that they lost one or two games in the regular season, but they still won the ACC championship. And so that boosts them up a little bit more above teams like Utah, Notre Dame, NC State, and Houston. Like, it bumps them up a little bit more because of that. I think their losses, if they have any, it's probably either going to come to Wake Forest, Notre Dame, or NC State. That, like, realistically looking at Clemson's schedule, those are the three teams that they would probably lose to. He probably or, might have to take Wake off because they lost their quarterback and he, we don't well, know when, when he's going to return. He could return by the time they play Clemson. So, I mean, Possibly. because it is later on in the year. So, that's why I'm saying I'm not going to rule Wake Forest completely out yet because of the fact we don't know if Sam Hartman will come back by that time that Clemson plays Wake Forest. So, that, that that's just my thing. All right. National Championship. You got um, – let me see here. You have – Ohio State and Clemson. Ohio State and Clemson. Let, let's start with that one and then uh, go to your two and your three, Tennessee and Alabama. I, you know, I'd be foolish to to pick Clemson this one. And I'm, I'm not even going to give it a leak horse, so, but not so fast, my friend. It's just, you know, I don't have – I don't know what to expect from DJ. I think Clemson's defense would ultimately keep them in the game for as long as possible. But C.J. Stroud and Ohio State's – Running game, I think, would just be be somewhat decent enough to open things up and allow CJ Stroud to go to work. Uh, and again, it, I just I don't know what to expect from DJ. I, DJ, I think uh, the offense will be good enough. It, it can be easily good enough because I think Devil Sweeney figured out how to use this two headed running attack that he's got with Kobe Pace, Will Shipley, and you can kind of mix in Phil Moth a little bit as well. Uh, so, so some of those other guys as well. So overall, again. I, it's just I'm worried about the wide receiving core. I, I'm really concerned about that. I mean, one one of their top recruits, you know, he had his uh, I forget his name. I, I, he went viral. For he's out video. for the year. Yeah. yeah, that guy. Yeah, he tore his ACL. He's out for the year for his second straight year. Hopefully, he comes back healthy next year. But you know, again, we're not off to a great start in terms of yeah. depth on, on, the, on the wide receiver room. So uh, again, just I, I, if Clemson could somehow get to that 30 points per game margin, I think that they're going to be a you know, forced to be reckoned with. Just when it comes to game against Ohio State, that's not going to be good enough. That you're going to have to have an offense that's going to be able to go the length of the field in about two or three minutes 
with the game on the line. So will that will DJ be able to do that? If if it's 2021 DJ, heck no. If it's 2020 DJ when his two games against Boston College and Notre Dame where he threw for almost 800 yards, then the answer is going to be yes. But it'll be interesting to see. Now, people are saying he's worked hard. He's going to be a different guy than what we've seen. So we shall find that out come week one. We'll find, I was about to say Georgia Tech and Mercedes-Benz Stadium. We'll find that out. Um, so you got Ohio State winning that side. For yes. me, it's Georgia and Texas A&M. As much as I, I think Texas A&M will be a good team, I just think Georgia will be a better team in that game and in that matchup. And Because here's the thing. If – and I know this is probably a dumb way to look at this, but if Georgia can beat Alabama, Georgia could more than likely end up beating Texas A&M. I'm just like, that's just, and a lot of people are like, well, every game's different. Every team is different. Every opponent's different. Yeah, I know. But at the same time, like Alabama is going to be a really good team. And if Georgia can beat Alabama, then I think they can beat Texas and find a way to beat Texas A&M at a neutral site. So I, I got Georgia winning that one in my 1-4 matchup. All right, 2-3 matchup, Tim. Uh, you yep, had Tennessee, Tennessee and Alabama. You know? The as rematch as, for the third time. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that would be the third time they play this year. So I'm almost making myself rethink everything, but I'm sticking to it. <laughs> but um, overall, I, I think Alabama is going to be too much at this point. I think Tennessee is going to have a magical year. They're going to have a great year. But I just think when it comes on the field for the third time, it's hard to beat Bama once, let alone twice in the same year, you know, especially – or maybe even three times, whatever it may be. You don't beat Nick Saban, especially multiple year, multiple times in years. So, I think Alabama's just going to have enough. And especially if, if it's true what Nick Saban said, he said last year was a rebuilding year for them when they got as far as they did. I mean, we're not that far off from – Winning the national title, their quarterback won the Heisman. Their defense was pretty was was solid. It, it, it didn't look great at times, but for the most part, it, it played really really well. Uh, and it's just like that was a rebuilding year. And if like if that's true, and they're back to you know just being powerhouse Alabama, could you know could be interesting. But yeah, I I think they would have the the edge over Tennessee in that one. Okay. For me, I got Alabama Ohio State. I think this is going to be a slugfest of a game right here. Because these two offenses are absolutely phenomenal. Like that they, they really are. Because you got Alabama with Bryce Young, the Heisman Trophy winner, and then you also even have Jameer Gibbs coming in. I know, Tim, I saw why you laughed. I saw why you laughed. Uh rebuilding year is just rat poison. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um it's just but, rat poison. It's just yeah, rat poison. <laughs> Anyways, um, Alabama, they're just going to be a lot better. They got Jermaine Burton coming in from Georgia at wide receiver. They got the kid from Louisville coming in. I mean, they're going to have the two fastest kids in the whole entire nation, one at running back, one at wide receiver. Just every position got better. The question is going to be their offensive line. But Ohio State, their offense is good. We, You mentioned it. They have questions at wide receiver since two of their guys went to the NFL. And so it's just going to be a question if their receivers can keep up with Alabama. The question, the real determining factor for this game right here is going to be who plays better on defense. And for me, when I look at it, it's Alabama. I mean, they just have the better stars, the better talent on defense rather than Ohio State's defense. And I'm going to have to go with Alabama. So it's going to be a rematch Georgia-Alabama for me. Uh, For you, it's going to be Alabama-Ohio State. So, Tim, go ahead. Who is your national champion for the 2022-2023 college football season. 
you know, when I thought about this and I was just looking, it was like, it was, uh, now you bring it up and I'm like, dang, your, your semifinal is going to be my national championship game. So that's kind of, ultimately, you know, we, we, we both have these teams just kind of on a collision course almost. Yeah. High State's just a redemption year, you know, Last year, I mean, talking about how they just—I mean, the way Ohio State and Ryan Day acted—it's like you guys act like you barely made a bowl game. Like it's like it's like you guys yeah. went what was it, eleven and two? Made the Rose Bowl, fought in a yeah. very good game against Utah. I mean, it was. I mean, your your wide your, game. Yeah, your wide receiver set a record for most receiving yards and touchdowns in a Rose Bowl game, uh, and they just acted like. Eh, this you know it's a good end, but like eleven and two—that's not Ohio State. And, and I understand that, you know, and so, so it seems like they're going to come back with, you know, that revenge mentality. And Alabama was going to have a little bit about themselves as well. They thought that, you know, they were right there. They were one of the best in, in the country last year. I believe they went 13-2 uh, and two or something like that. Just, you know, they won the SEC, the team they, they beat, you know, they lost to Georgia in a way that, you know, if you're Bryce Young, you know he's going to have that in the back of his mind. It, kind of like when Jalen Hurts lost to Clemson his freshman year, he, he carried it. He, he stayed on the field and watched, and he had had a picture of Clemson celebrating that national title to kind of remind him, hey, I don't want that happening again. That's not going to happen again. So, and I think um, I think Bryce Young's going to have the same type of mentality, and it's going to be weird, interesting because like two quarterbacks that are coming off of years in which that you know they didn't do bad, they put up great offensive numbers, but they couldn't quite get their team over the hump at the finish line. Bryce Young was the national championship. Uh, senior Stroud trying to get his team to the playoff and win a national title for the first time since what, since 2014. So, uh, first time in the national championship game since the 2020 year. So, it, it I, overall, man, I just look at this game and it comes down to I like one team's quarterback better, and it's a guy. It's a team that has the winning Heisman Trophy winner. I I, I got to go Alabama. You know, I, I I much as I love trolling Cody, he hasn't he hadn't been here today. Cody, I'm looking for you. Where you at, man? And I mean, come on, I'm calling you out. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I, as much as I hate to say it, I, I think it's another one of those years in which Bama doesn't win the SEC, but they get into the playoff because again, a one-loss Bama team will always get into the playoff. It's just, it, it's just, it's going to happen, and I, I think I just I like Alabama a little bit more, and I think they're going to they're called rebuilding year. And I think they're going to take an even bigger step because I'm going to take Nick Saban at his word here. He says that was rebuilding year. So what's next? After a building year, is you take a leap forward, and the only way they can go forward is if they win a national title. So, I mean, they literally did everything last year you could possibly imagine, except for go undefeated and win a national title game. So that's that's, that's all they have left to do in terms of going forward and getting better. So, I got Alabama winning the 2022-2023 national championship. Here, here's what happened to fun. You. I know, uh, fun. I know. He, no, no, no. Uh, so. Uh, we go back to last year, Tim. Let, let's just let's take a trip down memory lane. Last year, we I think we both did, but I'm I'm about to clarify just to make sure. Um, let me scroll down here because here's the thing: I don't want to be wrong when I say this. I want to make sure I'm being 100 honest. I'm going to see who our championship games were last year against. I, okay, I, I here think, we go. I think we both had Clemson and South uh, Clemson and Georgia. For me. My four were Clemson, Oklahoma, Georgia, Alabama. Then I had Clemson and Oklahoma playing in the championship game and had Clemson winning it. For you, you had Clemson, Georgia, Oklahoma, Alabama. You had Clemson and Georgia in the national title game. You had Georgia winning it all. All right, here's the thing. 
I made one mistake last year. Well, actually a lot because Oklahoma and Clemson were not in it, but Alabama and Georgia were. Mm -hmm. And now that I have both of them in the college football playoff championship game, I I had to pull up some statistics and look at some things here and kind of make my deciding factor based off statistics. So here we go. The last time a team went back-to-back national champions was 2012 when Alabama did it in 2011 and 2012. That is yet to happen in the college football playoff era. And I think it's even better because both teams, I feel like, are very, very talented. But when I look at everything that you possibly could look at, there's only one team to me. When I made this list today, there was one team I said, there is no way they cannot be number one at the end of the year. There's no way. And that is the Alabama Crimson Tide, Tim. And here's why. You want to talk about a revenge tour? This team is the team to be on a revenge tour right now. And then to make them even more mad to lose the SEC title game, they're not doing that again. I mean, there ain't no way. They're not gonna they're gonna revenge that loss against Georgia as much as I hate to say it. And I think Georgia fans would be happy if they made it back to the national championship game again. I think they would. I think they would love to win another national title back to back years, but it's not been done in the college football playoff era. And Alabama's that team where they will make the playoff, but then not win the national championship that year. And then they come back the next year even more mad and win it. And they got the Heisman Trophy winner. They got an incredible running back in Jameer Gibbs. Wide receivers are going to be really good. Defense is going to be really good. And I think they can stand up the task against Georgia. So give me Alabama winning the national title. And I I know you said this, Tim. But Cody would be so proud of the both of us right now. And it's not because of Cody that we're doing this. It is because my pick is straight just saying, hey, I think Alabama is a better team walking into this year. Now, injuries can happen. Things can happen with these teams. But right now, walking into the season two weeks away from right now, I got Alabama as the best team walking into this. You know, it's funny, though, like, yeah, we made his blood pressure just go through <laughs> his the heart rate. Yeah, y'all don't even know. Like after the show, this man was like messaging us and was talking about what are you doing? Like he and he, it, he it didn't to stop for a, a week straight. <laughs> no, it didn't. You know, and then he's not even here tonight, coward. Goodness gracious! <laughs> Come on, we he tasted to- us today too. So no, he did. He did. Yeah, and it was just like, come on, man. You know, I, I, I mean, I'm maybe school things happen because I know he's still in school, but. Yeah, but all jokes aside, you know, I just I think Alabama's just going to be the best team this in turn, uh, or best team left standing, I guess you'd say. Yeah, just you know, you know, Nick Saban's Nick Saban. I think he gets another title. Yeah. All right. Before we go, Tim, I, I do want to do one thing to end the show here, and that is, um, yes, if, if you want to take this bet, Tim, uh, just get, Tim, let's go make ahead. a bet, and ev- everyone here is witness to this. If Carolina beats Clemson, you have to wear a Carolina jersey, and if Clemson wins, I wear Clemson. Jersey. I will do you one better, Hunter. If that happens, I will wear a Carolina jersey on stream for the entire show. I will wear I will wear that on stream. Now for you, I got to figure out what you're gonna do with the Clemson jersey. Okay, I, I, I'm gonna need you to. I, I, ooh, you're gonna wear ooh. a Clemson jersey, and you're gonna put it as your profile picture for a month. No, do it for a year, Tim. Do it for a year, <laughs> and to, or until South Carolina I, wins I mean, again. I, <laughs> oh, <Clemson. laughs> ooh, I, yeah. But the thing is, I gotta get him to agree to it. So like, you know, yeah. Let's, 
want to start small because you know, like you know, I, I only get one stream versus him putting it in a whole year. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll, I'll give him a, I'll give him moves in a week or something, whatever okay. a month, whatever it was. You know. Okay. I, yeah. Let me know, Hunter. I'll, I'll take you up on that. I'm I'm real I'm ready to kind of raise the stakes on that. So. Yeah. I, I oh, think Clemson's definitely going to have enough, especially with the fact that they're playing at home. I'll say easy money. Ooh. Okay. Easy money. Clip it out, Hunter. Clip it out. Uh, <laughs> oh, there you go. There's a better one right there. <laughs> go make him kiss Howard's rock. You know what? Make it better. Make him go do it while the gate's closed, and so that way he has to you know, risk getting caught. No, even better. Well, no, it wouldn't happen. I, I was about to say, if South Carolina and Clemson played early in the year, make him do it at a game. Uh, hey, imagine hey, what Clemson's about to look, come down to. He would have to go to the game and then actually mm-hmm. kiss Howard's rock. But they actually play in Clemson. So how about this? Hunter, go to the Clemson-South Carolina game this year. And if South Carolina loses, then go cl- kiss Howard's rock. I mean, I'm just saying. And then make that as your profile picture. <laughs> okay, I like that. You have to go cl- You have to go kiss the, the rock and make that your profile picture. And then I Hunter, I, Hunter I do, I'll do you one better. Tim, and this is where you got to agree to this, okay? okay? You would have to go and kiss – a gamecock or a chicken, and leave that as your profile picture for a while. Like a gamecock, like cheerleader? Are we talking? No, about, no, like, no. We're talking about like the physical chicken, chicken? gamecock. Okay. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> He's got to kiss a rock. Oh no, I got to kiss a chicken. What? Because that's that's their mascot. I mean, what is he gonna do? Go kiss a tiger, Tim? Come on. I mean, like, what else are you what I'm do? doing? He he may say, "Hey, go shop in Costco for a week," and you know that uh, that's about as equivalent to kissing Howard's Rock you're gonna oh, get. Oh, oh. Like, <laughs> yeah, you'll find plenty of Gamecock tickets there too. <laughs> so, anyways, we'll, we'll figure out a bet that will work out somehow, some way, and then uh, we'll, we'll figure out what happens once we get to that point, Tim. But uh, I think kissing a Gamecock in Howard's Rock, okay. Almost equivalent. Oh, Almost equivalent. Going off the rails so, here at the end. I love it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. Before we go, uh, make sure to go check out all of our social media pages: Sideline Sports Show, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Make sure to go check all of that out: Sideline Sports Show, or on Twitter at Sideline SP Show. And then make sure, one last time, make sure to go check out our friends at Section One Hundred Three dot com. Ten percent off your first order using the code Sideline at checkout. So make sure to go check them out. For all your Georgia Tech athletic gear right before the season starts and repping it in Bobby Dodd Stadium. So, Tim, football is back finally. We got some NFL action, preseason action. Let me just say that, clarify that. You know, a week from Saturday, so in two days, we, you know, a week week from Saturday, it's about nine days, we get college football back officially. That's right. Now, week zero. You'll be like, all right, I'll tune in for the first like half of the quarter. And, and because it's Vanderbilt in Hawaii, you'll be like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> I'm out. I'll catch yeah, you it's week. back. <laughs> all right, it's back. All right, all right. Let, let, yeah. That's now, now the real football begins next week. Yeah. So I, 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 I am looking forward to, I believe it's, is it Nebraska and Northwestern in like Ireland? Yeah. I'm looking, I'm looking, yeah, Nebraska picked the win their division in the Big Ten. So let's hope that. And then let's hope oh. the Braves, you know, take three out of four. Again, it's not going to be easy because they're going with, Mr. Jacob on the mound tonight. And then again, we got Sir Maximus. So we'll we'll see. 
Yeah, starting I mean, right now. Starting right now, actually. So we've been. We gotta go. Argu- <laughs> arguably, probably the two best pitchers. So yeah. Hopefully, the Braves will win. Chop sure. on. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully, hopefully they'll win. Hopefully, if they win this one, it'll shut the Mets up and make them tank like just like the Yankees up the road in the Bronx. So, all right, that's gonna do it for this week's episode of the Sideline Sports Show. Make sure you go check us out on social media. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube page. Come check out if you're in the podcast land. Come over, watch the live stream, interact with us. But if you missed the today's show, go check it out on Podcast Land, Spotify, Apple. Go check it out wherever you listen to podcasts. And until then, have a fantastic week. We will see you right back here next Thursday to break down week zero games, Tim, of college football. And we will be excited to break that down for you. And then, until then, have a great week. And we will see you guys all next week right here on the Sideline Sports Show. Later.